This is Colin from Cannot Justify. You're rocking Attitude Era Live with Icon, Granny Hawkster, and Big Twin. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Attitude Era Monday Live Monday time, and we are live here on 89.1 Ken's FM. And we thank you for joining us. We're going to have the modern nightmare here in a second. And we have a special guest co-host this week. However, before we get to that, uh, I need to read a little announcement about Attitude Air Live real quick here. Uh, due to the instances that occurred on our show last week, Pedzing and Attitude Air Live have mutually parted ways. Pedzing's continued interruptions, outbursts, and unprofessionalism on the show last week has been deemed unprofessional and unacceptable and unexcusable. We wish Ped Zing the best in all his future endeavors, and good luck and Godspeed. Now, on to the show. So we have Attitude Era Monday Live Monday. We are here live every single Monday night. And if I hit this button here, I bet you I have our guest co-host. Are you there? Yes, I am. How are you? I'm doing good. All right. Uh, can you go ahead and introduce yourself to the masses? Hello, everybody. My name is Safira. <clears throat> Are you there? Hello? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm here. <clears throat> All right, go ahead. Yeah, introduce yourself there, and there's the nightmare. Hey, go ahead. My name is Safira the Forsaken. I am a model. In California, I'm a vampire model, and you are listening to the Attitude Era Monday Live, um, Mondays on 89.1 Ken's FM with your host, the icon, and also the modern nightmare, Mathis. Mathis. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Thank you for joining us today. And uh, I do believe, if I turn on this mic, I do believe the nightmare is on this mic. Is that right? Yep, I just walked into the studio. All right, and uh, I'm sure you heard the announcement that uh, our co-host from last week is no longer going to be with us. Yeah, I did uh, I did get the announcement uh, from our group text. And uh, <laughs> it isn't fortunate, but it had to be done. I agree. So uh, uh, before we uh, go ahead and uh, start the show here, why don't you catch us up, Nightmare, on what uh, you're doing, because we didn't really get to do that last week. Well, uh, as I said before, I was running into a lot of um, personal and uh, private demons, that kind of thing. Uh, I've been doing a lot of uh, soul searching uh, through a lot of ups and downs lately with uh, with life and stuff like that, with the loss of a family member and such like that. Um, I've just been kind of just doing what I'm doing. And tonight I actually just got a word that somebody answered my open challenge for my APW World of the Weight Championship. And uh, I had to go make a response video to them before I came here because it had to be sent out because we got to promote it throughout the week. So, yeah, I'm just uh, just working, wrestling, and uh, doing the, the usual kind of stuff. And had a nice relaxing weekend last weekend to uh, get ready for the ring uh, this upcoming weekend. So who was it that challenged you? Was it Vince Russo or Ped Zing? Uh, it was neither of the two. Uh, it was actually a former foe of mine in uh, Jake Taylor. 
Uh, he decided to step up to the plate. He is, uh, he's only been to APW once in his career, and uh, he thought he could step up and challenge me for my title. I mean, I think I deserved a, a well-deserved a champion's night off, but I guess he had other plans in mind. So now I've got I've to gotta face him for my title, but I have a special stipulation that I have yet to announce, and I will not be doing that until this upcoming Saturday at the event. Do you make it a habit of beating up catchers from the Cleveland Indians? Yes, I, I do. I, I mean, whoever wants to step up to the plate, let's do it. I mean, anybody that's that's tried to take this title from me has fallen, whether it was uh, Nick Pride or Bullet Bronson, soon it'll be Jake Taylor or uh, Devlin Kane, that kind of thing. I've had a lot of challengers uh, fall at my arms, at my knees, and my hands, and all that kind of stuff. So I guess we'll see what happens uh, this coming Saturday. You know, i got to ask, uh, Sapir, uh, do you think that you would ever consider yourself to be a ring ballet? Would you ever do that? Um, maybe. I mean, it sounds fun. It sounds like it could be fun. Very you know, uh, interesting. Night, you know, Nightmare, I'll tell you what, here's what you love about uh, Severe. Uh, she's a vampiress, and uh, she could bite your opponent and uh, uh, help you get a win <laughs> with, a, with a nibble or two. Well, I mean, wow. you know... It, I mean, if it distracts well enough and it gets the job done, I mean, I I'll <laughs> shed my I'll shed their blood in any way possible, and I like to shed my own. So as I said last week, there's no other feeling in the world like sitting in the back of the locker room after doing a job well done with half your blood gone, having a nice drink or whatever the case may be, and just relaxing. So, you know, if the, if if she's willing to uh, spill the blood in her own way to help me get the victory and keep whatever I have around my waist, I'm I'm cool with it. Uh, severe. Now, if I'm not mistaken, you you like a you like a little blood, don't you? Every once in a well, while. Well, I speaking of blood, I I just was at. And excuse me for my voice. I'm I'm not sick or anything. I just there's a lot going on. Everybody understands that. So, um, excuse me if my voice goes up and down. And if you can't hear me, let me know, okay? Because I'll repeat what I had to say. Um, That's fine. Yeah. Speaking speaking about blood. Um. One of my very first photo shoots, I, I covered myself in, you know, stage blood. And then yesterday I just covered myself in stage blood. So, yeah, I have no problem getting bloody. So, so uh, I guess that that leads me to our next question then, uh, Nightmare. When you uh, have your uh, thumbtack matches, uh, how much of uh, the blood that's uh, that <laughs> happens when you're in the ring, how much of that is stage blood? None of it. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's a real – like, a lot of people like to say – Oh, you know, like, I mean, people like to call wrestling the F word. I'm not going to go down that path. I'm not going to sit here and rant and rave about it. But here's the thing. Uh, we go out to that ring. We will shed our own blood. We put our bodies out on the line. I have had nearly to the point where I passed out due to blood loss. Um, I have felt clammy, cold, numb, all that kind of stuff after losing blood. I've lost it in several different parts of my body, from my hands to my back, to my head, to my nose, to my eyes, to my ears. I've uh, I've bled in plenty of different places all over the states, and uh, I still do it again if ever need be. Um, I've had many concussions that I've had um, close to where I've, you know, spilled some blood. But other than that, you know, it's just uh, none of it is stage blood. None of it is cherry flavored. None of it is like uh, like when Gene Simmons used to do his. Uh, Cherry bomb, where he would spit out the blood before he would fly. Right. That was on stage. Or somebody that does certain tricks or whatever, they can produce blood that way by doing the cherry bomb, whereas we do it, we cut ourselves up, we land on thumbtacks, 
and uh, we get our bodies penetrated by all sorts of sharp objects that will cause us to bleed. Well, you know, I'll tell you what, I, I cannot wait to uh, get this uh, week before Halloween show kicked off. Uh, and uh, we have uh, a bevy of Halloween treats here tonight. We need to take a quick little commercial break. It looks like our first guest is waiting in the wings, so we're going to take a quick little commercial break, a timeout, if you will, and we'll be right back after these messages. So stick with us, and we will be back. The new Woodspring Suites of Fargo, located at 1090 35th Street North at the I-29 and 12th Avenue North Interchange, is an extended stay, pet-friendly hotel with kitchenettes in every room, including a stovetop, full-size fridge, and microwave plus a big 40-inch flat-screen TV with free Wi-Fi. You can book a room at 701-582-1600 or online at www.woodspring.com. Woodspring Suites of Fargo, rated 4.2 by TrustScore. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, he haunts every studio that he's been involved in, and it will continue tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the superstar himself. He is the man. He is a legend. He is a horrible god. He is Rob. Kill him. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good, really man. good. How are you? Oh, great to be here. Great to be here. This is the season, right? <laughs> right. Good. Hey, I want to I want to introduce you to uh, my co-host. We have the Modern Nightmare. He's on my left, and we have uh, Sophia the Forsaken. She's a vampire. She's on my uh, right, and we're going to interview you. And uh, your partner, uh, Chuck Salone, is going to be joining us here shortly as well. Uh, you guys are going to be talking about this little project you guys go, go, uh, got going on. Uh, where basically your project, you celebrate Halloween 365 days a year, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, absolutely. You guys are my kind of people. <laughs> hey, Halloween is every day for me as well. I rock yes. it. I support it. You know, uh, if if uh, the one cool thing about uh, Miss, uh, Miss Forsaken here is, uh, mm-hmm. you know, if you uh, – uh, if you want her to nibble on your ear, she's probably going to leave a hole in the lobe because she's oh got these fangs. Oh, my goodness. She's oh got my these goodness. fangs. That, what you do, you have fangs oh that just goodness. are unbelievable. Come do, on. Do you not have fangs? Do you not have fangs? I, okay, okay, hold up. Okay, so, yes, I did get my uh, fangs professionally put in by a dentist. and uh, Nice. They are. They do not come out. I have to have the dentist pull them out, but they, they are real. And, yes, he is right. They, I am a vampire. Yes. <laughs> I've actually invested in that when I was like 18. I wanted it. And then when I was 21, I went and got them done. And, uh, Rob, before we, um, uh, we're going to, uh, uh, your, like I say, your partner, Chuck, is going to be calling in. Now, uh, you guys, uh, we'll, we'll warm this up with you. You guys have a project. If I, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, I don't know, what is it like a, uh, like a haunted studio or haunted house or something, or like a haunted theater or something that you guys do? Well, uh, it's kind of like a horror sci-fi uh, genre where uh, it's very similar to like Tales from the Crypt and the Vira, where you have the horror sci-fi aspect and then you have the, uh, the dark humor aspect of it as well. So the concoction with all, I mean, makes some great entertainment. And uh, I do believe it's called Stroh's Sinister Cinema. Is that correct? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yes, Stroh's Sinister Cinema. The three S's. 
And uh, do you, uh, you, you obviously know Chuck Salone. He's, uh, he's, he's your partner. And have you ever heard of a guy by the name of Ron Rossman? Do you know, have you ever heard of that guy? Oh, man. Well, let me start with uh, Chuck Sloan. Uh, not only do I know him through the wrestling, you know, you know we're wrestling brothers, but uh, professional wrestling, but, you know, we're all, he did such a tremendous job in the series uh, playing Wolfgang, my, uh, my partner in crime, if you will, for Papa Stroh, and uh, it's very entertaining. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I, I just can't, words can't do him justice. I mean, he just took it apart. And we had such such entertaining scenes together, and uh, I, you know, heck, I can't wait to do more with him. <laughs> He's great, and Ron Rosman, oh my gosh, uh, I mean, wow. he's the one that the mastermind. He put it all together, and, and uh, mm-hmm. I've worked with him before in other projects as well. Uh, the Devil's Daughter, a Harlequin story, as Dr. Ooh. Arkham, and uh, also in the, the Dust series. As the chief, who's pretty much the Grim Reaper in the series, but so, but yeah, really his cool. vision. And hey, uh, uh, which, speaking of uh, speaking of partners, uh, I do believe there's a uh, gentleman on the phone, uh, caller six one two seven. Who is this? It's Jeff Plum. How are you, buddy? Uh, uh, do you have a question for uh, our guest at this time? His name is Mr. Kellum. Do you know this individual? <laughs> Oh, yeah, I know him. So uh, uh, we're, we're going to talk a little bit about your project. So here's what we're going to do here. I'm going to ask you a few questions, and then we're going to do a roundtable, and then we'll come back to me and I'll okay. ask you the tougher questions. Uh, but uh, the, the project that we're talking about is uh, Sinister Cinema, and uh, the creator is uh, Ron Rossman. And, uh, of course, he uh, is going to be on uh, at uh, the uh, 10.15 hour. And uh, we have, of course, uh, Chuck, I want to introduce, you know, the modern nightmare, Matthias. And we have uh, Miss Forsaken. She's a vampirist, and she's going to be co hosting with us tonight. So first off, I want to ask you guys, how did you, uh, how did you gravitate towards each other? Well, um, what did, well, the whole concept started uh, with uh, uh, Ron Rossman uh, got wind of uh, – one of the, my bucket list things in life was to be a, a host for like a horror sci-fi show because you know I was a big Vincent Price fan um, growing up and uh, and we you know we got to collaborate and, and then uh, uh, you know of course I we you know, Chuck Chuck Sloan and I knew each other you know I mentioned before the wrestling world and then with uh, and he he got interest up in it too and. Uh, Thus, uh, creating Papa Stroh and Wolfgang, right, <laughs> if you will, and uh, it was just that the chemistry he had on set was just, and just a natural, it was incredible. So now you guys uh, do this uh, sinister, sinister cinema project. When you guys are doing this together, and you guys are in your makeup, uh, how long are you guys, uh, and uh, you guys can both a- answer this, we'll uh, ask Chuck and then we'll ask uh, Ron. Uh, how long does it take for you guys to get into makeup? Well, uh, Chuck, let's start with Chuck because he, he put a lot of detail in his um, entourage of makeup. So uh, I'm going to start with him. Go ahead, Chuck. 
Well, that icon, I'll tell you how long it took. It took too long, brother, about three hours. <laughs> wow. And, uh, That's a long time. It take, and it takes three hours to do the makeup every day. And uh, how long you guys, uh, during the week, do you do the Sinister Cinema uh, event? <laughs> Um, well, what, well, we um, well, we we shot it on set at the uh, Hickory Haunts um, in uh, Hickory, North Carolina, which they have like a plethora of different backgrounds, you know, to work with. So we really, we really hit the jackpot, you know, for different sets and locations, you know, within that one area. Uh, Rob Kellum uh, Rob and Chuck Simone is our guest here on 89.1 Ken's FM, and uh, we got uh, 30 minutes here with our boys. Uh, I want to introduce you to uh, my favorite uh, friend here. Uh, she's a vampirist, and uh, I think she would be great in your next Sinister Cinema project. So, uh, Miss Forsaken, what do you have for our guest? Go ahead. What's your question? Well, one of the questions I have is, what is, like, if you were to want to film anywhere, whether it's, like, a country or, like, you know, in the U.S., where would it be? Where would you want to really go? Take it away, Chuck. <laughs> oh, I'm right where I want to be at home. You see, uh, when you spend years just traveling around, there ain't nothing like home. It's the sweetest place to be. So would, you want to, so would you want to set up the uh, horse set right in your basement then, Chuck? <laughs> Well, I live in South Carolina. We only got crawl spaces, but uh, I'm like this. Wherever we set up, I'm going to go. It's yeah. all matter to me. Uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, uh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, you know, I, I, I concur with Chuck for all the traveling that we do. But you know, I still have that adventurous side in me, you know, like, you know, explore different uh, locations and, and heck, I mean, even a castle would be pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, yeah, that would be really cool. You know, guys, the other cool thing okay. about if you were to hire uh, the Forsaken here, uh, not only is she a real vampirist, she's also a model, and you could put her on yeah. her. You could, put, you could put her on your posters and in your videos, and you would not believe there would people be lined up out the door around the building down the block into the next county. All they got to do is see her on the poster. That's pretty impressive. That's pretty impressive. Uh I mean, thanks. I'm impressed. (laughs) And I want no retraction on my answer. Why don't you fly us all up to North Dakota, and we'll do it up there with you all in Fargo. Well, that sounds like fun. Uh, Now, I've been trying to get the... I've been trying to get the Forsaken up here for a long time so she and I can do a photo shoot, you know, basically where I would be the, uh, I would be the one that carries her bags and goes and gets her cappuccino and, uh, well, you know, make sure, that, make sure that the container of uh, blood is full, <laughs> you know, and, uh, and yeah. do all that stuff. And, uh, you guys, let me tell you, and, uh, you know, Forsaken, you know, I'm not just saying this because you know it's true. You probably think I am because you're on, but it's not. Uh, you guys, she is probably one of the most beautiful vampiruses in the history of the world. And she would well, bring so say. much. She would be so much. She would bring so much to oh. your guys' production. Oh, man, a modern-day well, vampirella, huh? <laughs> I mean, I do, I, well, I, I don't know what you would, I do a lot of stuff. I do cosplay, you know, I do, 
a variety of classy and elegant. I do a lot. I don't, like, my vampire is everything I do, but, like, I incorporate other things as well, you know? I've been modeling for 10-plus years. Like, it's something I really enjoy, and I do my own makeup and my own hairstyles and everything and create my own outfits. Like, it's it's just something I've been doing. Hey, don't, well, Wolfgang, don't has thing for, Wolfgang has a thing for Cyclopses and different um, creatures of the night. Isn't that right, Chuck? <laughs> Yes, and, sir, uh, all the time. And so, uh-huh. don't forget, uh, don't forget to let them know that your wrestling theme song is "I Put a Spell on You," especially if you don't hire <laughs> me. Oh my yeah. goodness! <laughs> yeah, little hidden clause in the contract, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, and uh, nothing but green M and M's too in the locker room. No, <laughs> in the dressing room, what? whatever. Oh man, I love uh, we have, What's uh, the thing with the green M and M's? Well, uh, I can't remember what artist it was, but one of the things on their contract in their dressing room, they could only have yeah. green M&Ms. I can't remember mm-hmm. who it was. I don't know if it was Ozzy Osbourne or whoever, or uh, maybe the Rolling Stones, <laughs> but one of the rules in their contract is they had to have nothing but green M&Ms in their, in their dressing room. That's interesting. Uh, I'll have to yeah. research that and find out who that is. Uh, but, uh, gentlemen, I want to introduce you to our, my other co-host. His name is the Modern Nightmare Matthias. Now, uh, I'm sure that he has a horror film question to you, but he is a wrestler. He is a champion, as a matter of fact, and he's going to brag uh-huh. about himself in just a little bit because uh, he likes to do that. You know, he has no ego at all. But uh, uh, let's see here. The following announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. That's not familiar. <laughs> Go ahead, Nightmare. What do you got? Well, yes, you are talking to the man from every woman's greatest dream and every man's worst nightmare, North Dakota's number one heel, current reigning, defending, undisputed NSE World Tag Team Champion and APW World Heavyweight Champion, and soon to be APW United States Champion, NSE World Heavyweight Champion, also the United States Champion. And what the heck, let's go Cruiserweight Champion and APW. Eh, you know what, y'all win the women's title, too. What the heck, let's go all those. All those champions, Matthias here. Welcome on to my part of the program. Uh, my main question to you guys would be, and I know this is kind of odd, but I kind of thought about this going uh, driving to work today. Um, and I know this is definitely kind of an odder question, but I've never asked this to a guest who's, you know, done horror media and that kind of stuff. If you can think of your own personality, or you can think of yourself as, because uh, slashers is one of my absolute favorite subgenres of horror altogether. It's definitely my favorite. Uh, who do you think would be one of one of the slasher villains that you would relate most to? Whether it be like your attitude or your ability to do something, or whatever the case may be, who would you say you're closest to, uh, slasher-wise? Hmm. Chuck, take it away. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I. I guess I'm a. I'm a Freddy because. Uh, you know, I'm pretty sure that uh, back in my day when I wrestled, I probably gave some kids some nightmares. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. That's awesome. 
Uh, Rob Kelman, Chuck Salone's our guest here on 89.1 Ken's FM. And uh, I'm going to ask you guys a little bit now, and now we're going to ask a couple of questions. And well, we have uh, – well, he didn't, he didn't well, answer. Got, he didn't he, go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. I was going to ask my slasher. <laughs> go ahead. Know, I'm, I'm more of a um, psychological uh, slasher guy. And uh, I would have to go with like a Jack Nicholson from The Shining type character. Okay. And I'll say uh, I kind of like, and I know he's not really a slasher, but uh, he's one of my favorite horror movie villains of all time. I'd say I'm more of a jigsaw, only yeah. because because yeah. I like I like how Jigsaw will take the worst of humanity and still will give them a chance to revive themselves in a way where they have to do something horrible to themselves, or they've got to you know. They've got to learn a lesson by either, you know, dismembering a piece of themselves or, you know, cutting off something that hurts somebody or whatever the case may be. And he plays that game with them. And if they don't have the will to move on, they'll right. just, you know, die in the trap. And it's like if I could mm-hmm. do, like, that would be, that's just, that also intrigues me. Because, like, if I could just take all the evil in the world and give them a chance, you know, to redeem themselves. But if they fail, then they fail. Like, I won't, like, I have no blame because they did it to themselves, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Chuck's that's a good Sloan film. And, uh, Chuck Sloan and Rob uh, Kelms, our guest here on 89.1 Ken's FM. And now we'll, uh, we we talked a little bit about uh, Sinister Cinema, but I do want to ask you guys real quick here. Uh, you guys have done more than that, obviously. Uh, you know, Chuck, you, you're an accomplished wrestler, and uh, you're one of the reasons why a lot of the other guys, uh, like uh, Rick Flair and all those guys, retired because they know they couldn't face you. And uh, we also have uh, Rob Kellum as well, and uh, he's also in the rest. He was also in the wrestling business. But uh, you guys have done a lot of uh, acting projects. Uh, let's uh, talk about Rob first. Here we talk about. Uh, uh, Southern Iron, The Invited, Sleepy Hollow, uh, probably one of uh, uh, the Forsaken's favorite movie, Bite School, uh, The Brothers Statue, Checkpoint, Good Behavior, uh, The Rack Pack, uh, and uh, Supernatural Assassins, and of course Chuck, uh, you were in uh, Living Single, you've been in Perry Mason, Melrose Place, The Tick, uh, The Inn, Changing Hands. Now, of all those uh, projects that you guys have done, what uh, what would you say, and you guys can both answer this, what would you say is the most uh, favorite, favorite project that you guys both have done? We'll start with Rob. Uh, the most fun? Um, yeah. Well, I mean, all of them have their entertaining qualities, but I don't think it was none, none of them was nearly as fun that's entertaining this uh Stroh Sinister Cinema. I mean we were laughing every single day on set. It was just so entertaining and even even after cutting to the scenes, we were still laughing. So I mean it was so good everybody was having such a great time. And uh Chuck, would you agree or what was your favorite project besides uh oh. being on this show? Besides being on the show, because you can't say that, that'd be too easy. No, no, I'm I'm going to agree, and I'm going to tell you why. Because when I'm with Stroh, it's nonstop laughter. If um, one time I was on set doing another movie, I wasn't in the best of moods. We did like a 12, 13-hour day, and Stroh was there for me. I went in a room by myself. He came in, he checked on me, and uh, 
a lot of people ain't like that, you know, and uh, I appreciate that, and I never forgot it. So when you get to do something with a brother that comes from the same world as you, and you get to share stories, and you get to talk about, you know, the legends of uh, professional wrestling, it it helps your day because uh, nobody knows better than than what I went through or what Stro went through than us. So we can relate to each other on a different level. So I'd say, yeah, any project that I was on with Stro, I've always had a good time. And that made it my favorite because I got to do it with someone I enjoy. You know, Chuck, I love how you uh, keep referring to him as uh, the Stroll. Now, if I'm not mistaken, Rob, when you were in uh, wrestling, were you not uh, were you known as the Maestro? Is that correct? Yes. yes. Yep. Uh, WCW. And uh, let me ask you this: How many uh, matches uh, did you refuse uh, to be booked by Vince Russo? <laughs> well, honestly. Um, when I, um, Eric Bischoff was the guy at the time that, you know, brought me in, right? Uh, right. Along with, uh, Hogan, Hogan and, uh, Savage. And, uh, and that was, that was, uh, the timing, you know, timing in this business is so crucial. Cause I mean, I, I got in at the time when WCW was rocking the world and they're in w, they were beating WWE in the ratings for a short while. So. Um, yeah, it was a great time, and then, you know, we changed bosses quite a bit, as you know, well know, and, uh, and we would deal with, you know, the loose era, actually, you know, I started making strides for the company, so, uh, it was just, uh, it was, despite it being, um, kind of crazy at times, it was probably one of my, uh, Best highlights of my career, you know, being there with like arguably the best talent in the whole wide world at the time. You know, you know, Maestro, you uh, you had, uh, you had just mentioned that uh, you uh, were brought in by Eric Bischoff, uh, and then Forsaken, uh, 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 we'll get to you in just one second because I got an idea for a cool wrestling match. Uh, but uh, Nightmare, you have a little history with Eric Bischoff, don't you? Yeah, as a matter of fact, uh, I was wrestling in, I forget which town now for the life of me, but it was for Below Zero Wrestling back uh, last year. I think it was in August. And And I was uh, there. Yes, you were there. And I had to wrestle uh, the Mean Marine, Mason Mayhem, and I was in uh, the semi-main event that night. They put me in a match with him, and it was a a tribute for the troop show, or whatever it was. And um, it was a tribute to the troop show kind of thing, and... Everyone cheered and that kind of thing. Well, Eric Bischoff decided to stick his nose in places where it didn't belong, and he decided to make my match with uh, the Mean Marine a boot camp brawl. And uh, then also, not only did he decide to uh, change my match stipulation so I wasn't prepared for it, he also stuck his nose in my match where he decided to go out with the Mean Marine and manage him throughout the night. And then uh, he, as so matter of fact, decided to put his hands on my former manager, Sylvester J. Fox, and friend the system. I love that, by he, the way. He used, uh, he used their That's golf club. Cool. He, he used the golf club on both of them and uh, cost me my match. So uh, Eric Bischoff and I have a little bit of, uh, of beef, a little bit of heat going on. But, uh, and I challenged him. When he, when he came on our show that one time, and it was the whole time it was all him, I, 
I stuck my neck out, and I said, you know what, Bischoff, you know, you, you came in and I respected you, and then you decided to stick your nose in a place where it didn't belong, and now you've got heat with the modern nightmares. So if you want, get your old butt in the ring, put on your gear, put on your whatever you need to, and uh, come face me. And he accepted. He said he would do a tag team match or whatever. So I'm still waiting for him to uh, sign up the contract and I can get my hands on him. And I do have uh, I do have good authority that that may, uh, might happen. But I, I, have an, uh, I have an idea for a stipulation of match. Uh, Miss Forsaken, are you still there with us? How are you? I'm, I'm, I'm still here, of course. Sorry. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what. Here's what we could do here. We, we could, uh, uh, and then, uh, Rob, uh, you would like this, and Chuck, you might like this, too. Uh, for the uh, Forsaken there, how about this? We bring you down to Fargo for this match, uh, the Nightmare Against Eric Bischoff, and we'll have the first bite match. Uh, whoever has uh, the Forsaken bite them wins the match. What is oh, with wow. you and having me bite everybody? <laughs> 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 I mean, so basically, what the, basically, what the, basically, what the stipulation of the match is: you'd be ringside, okay, and then uh, okay. what uh, Nightmare would have to do, or Bischoff would have to do, is they would have to <laughs> pull uh, pull their hand to you, and then for them to win the match, you'd have to bite their opponent. Man, you just you're just fascinated by my things. That's all this is. You just you just want to see them up close. <laughs> but, but I yeah I mean I can't well I mean if we're being real I can't you know actually bite you guys but I can pretend to bite you guys you guys can feel how sharp they are they are sharp well no, hey uh, Nightmare you, you, you've bled before though right so a little bite they wouldn't will bother rip, you they will rip through steak they will rip through steak well, I I've been, uh, well, I should say I've been <laughs> cut by, I've taken a cheese grater to the face where it sliced my oh skin my on my Lord, forehead. Oh my What? I've uh, <laughs> I've landed in broken glass, thumbtacks. I've been cut by a plate. La- I've landed on Legos. Holy cow, dude! Um, yeah, I've um, wow. I've been in the for a while, and my favorite and one of the things that actually happened to me during a match was a guy low blowed me when I was standing on the top rope. And then he grabbed me by the neck and he flipped me over onto a table that wow. was uh, not gonna break apparently, and it was covered in thumbtacks. So when I rolled oh over, landing on the table, uh, my blood was smeared all over the table, and I had, I think it was 52, uh, yeah, 52 or 53 thumbtacks in my oh. back. And uh, and the one thing is always, and the worst pain of it all was getting the mustard in my eyes during the match. But you know, oh. having those things pop out of you every once in a while is just. Uh, you do it for the fans. I mean, I, like I you said, know, I've got a cheese grater, all those kind of things. Uh, you know, you know, I, I would have to say this, that you would be perfect for a Saw movie. <laughs> well, what, what, like, I was just going to say that. Yeah, I mean, the, the Saw films are, the, the the story they've built throughout these films is incredibly insane. And, I yeah, just it's finished just like them the, the other day. Up, the creativity is just top notch. Uh, Rob Kellerman. I haven't uh, seen the new one guess. yet. It's worth it. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, Rob Kellerman, Chuck Salone's our guest here. So now, you guys, uh, with the cinema center, you you know, you guys mentioned that uh, you wrapped. Now, is there? A, are you guys planning on bringing that back and doing it like a, uh, doing a sequel on that and bringing that back? Because we want to see I you guys so. bring that back. I really hope so. What about you, Chuck? Yeah. 
Yeah, I hope so. But in uh, all honesty, there, Icon, that's a that's a Ron Rossman question. He's the one that calls the shots. Yeah. Well, here's here's what we're gonna do. Mastermind. Uh, you know, we <laughs> have uh, we have Mr. Rossman on at uh, ten fifteen Central Standard Time. For those of you who are keeping track of the time, now. Uh, I don't know if you guys would be willing to call back when he's on or if you guys want to wait on hold and listen to our second guest. But I am going to try and get this done to have you guys do another Sinister Cinema. And, of course, I'm going to try and get myself a job. I'm going to try and get the Nightmare job. And I'm also going to try and get uh, the Forsaken a job. Nice. All right. Candy for everybody. You know, you know what would be really cool though is like, uh, like for like the premiere, uh, premiere of for Sinister Cinema. Get this, okay, Rob, you're you're sitting at the table. Uh, mm-hmm. Chuck, you're sitting at the table. Rob, you sign an autograph. Chuck, you sign an autograph. They go over to uh, the Forsaken. She signs an autograph, and if they're wearing a button-down shirt, she bites off all their buttons. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I, th- I think I think we could get that to work. I think we could get that to work. It would be interesting if we could. That'd be a time yeah. to follow. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we we just got to figure out though what would be a better wrestling theme song for uh, the Forsaken. If it be I put a spell on you, or uh, uh, one of Matthias's favorites, once bitten, twice shy. Ah, uh, <laughs> great white, nice. Yeah, that one's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> All right. Rob Kellum, Chuck Sloan's our guest here. So now let me ask you this, you guys. When you were doing the Sinister, uh, Sinister Cinema, that's what we're talking about here. Uh, if our fans want to check you, uh, check that out and uh, get more information on that project, where would they go? Do they have, you have a Facebook, an Instagram, YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok? What do you guys got for that? Take it away, Chuck. <laughs> well, if they actually want to watch the uh... – if they actually want to watch the show, they would go to Amazon Prime, and they would uh, type in Stroh's Sinister Cinema, and it would come up. We have three episodes out, and uh, we'll have the fourth one out uh, next month, I do believe. And they can How many follow episodes us through, uh, I believe we have eight of them all together, and they can follow us through uh, – be Your Own Hero Productions on TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. And uh, what, uh, and then for those of you who listen to our show on a regular basis, you, uh, if you go to our Facebook page, Attitude Era, Monday Live Monday, like that. Go to 89.1 Kent's FM page, like that. Do a $10 month donation to Power the Tower. We'll get you automatically qualified to win an autographed picture from a past guest, current guest, and future guest. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, maybe I could probably get a couple autographs from uh, Chuck and Rob, correct? Maybe? Uh, sure. Yeah, I'll send you some, and I want to apologize to you publicly. The last time I was on your show, I didn't send you out any pictures, and I apologize, and I swear they're in the mail. All right. Well, I'll tell you, uh, uh, I know – well, last time you actually did uh, – uh, you did. I, I did get something from you in the mail. It said I owe you. <laughs> yeah, you'll be getting another one. So just keep your eye out for it. All right. And I was uh, going to, I was going to mention uh, the topic of vampires. Uh, I, I did a uh, 
horror film that's uh, I think you can watch on Vimeo. Uh, currently, it's it's called Stench of Iniquity, and I I portray an uh, ancient vampire named Baba in the film, and it's kind of it has Ooh. those creep show vibes to it. Yeah, that sounds so, awesome. So let me ask you this, guys: uh, Do you want to uh, stick around on hold, uh, or do you want to call back when Rob uh, is uh, when uh, Ron is on? How whichever is cool with you guys. Well, if you guys want to stay on yeah. hold, uh, we got a we, we got a cool guest call, uh, calling in here in a little bit. But yeah, if you guys want to hang on, because I uh, we're going to interview Ron, and then we'll bring you guys all in together, and then that's when uh, 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 Chuck and Rob, you guys can tell um, Mr. Rossman that uh, uh, he should hire me, the Forsaken, and the Nightmare on the next uh, Sinister Project. I got you, brother. Yeah, we agree. You, you can ask anybody. I look in the mirror. I crack that thing every time I look into it. Yeah, but if you if you mute, mute me, I'll stay on. I'm I'm game. All right. Well, yeah, we're gonna sounds do good. All right. So I'm gonna put you guys on hold, and then uh, I'm gonna take a commercial break, mm-hmm. and then our next guest is gonna call in, and then uh, I will uh, I will introduce you guys after we ask Ron a few questions, and then we'll be back. Okay. Awesome. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Well, no, you, no, uh, uh, Forsaken, you guys, you got, you got to stick around uh, because uh, we got, uh, we got a few minutes before our, our next guest calls in, and we'll go to him after the commercial break. But so we can do this for you. Uh, if our fans wanted to check out the Forsaken, uh, you got a Facebook, an Instagram, YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok, probably everything. What do you got? Are you there? Hello? Hello. Oh, wait, 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 wait. All right. Hold on. I am unmuted. Okay, all right. Yeah, I'm here. uh, I'm sorry about that. So if if our fans want to check you out and see it, you got a Facebook, an Instagram, YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok. What do you got? Okay, so in order to find me, it's the fear of the forsaken underscore official. That's my TikTok, my Instagram, my Facebook, my YouTube, and my Twitter. That's everything. And uh, now I don't know. I I understand that uh, in your modeling career, uh, because you're a successful model and uh, uh, you're you're really uh, you're a great success story. And I I've known you. I don't know how long have you and I been friends? Uh, what five or six years now? I would think. Five or six. I think it's six years now. Or- Five, I believe six. I, I think I, I think it's at least, at least six. But of course, uh, you can ask uh, the nightmare there if you're friends with me. It seems like a hundred years, right? Nightmare. Very true. Absolutely. Very very true. <laughs> All right. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna take a quick little commercial break, and then we'll go to our next guest, and we will be back right after these messages. So stick with us, and we will be right back. So, if your spring and summer projects include some concrete work, Elevated Concrete can help. They can be reached at 701-866-9018 or at Elevated Concrete on Facebook. Their concrete work includes driveways, sidewalks, walkways, approaches, garage floors, patios, and shed pads. Plus, they offer decorative or stamped concrete as well. And all estimates are free. They are ready right now for any concrete project you have. That's Elevated Concrete at 701-866-9018. 
ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, the actor with the greatest black cop in the history of cinema, ladies and gentlemen, he is Paul Hurley. Hey, this is Paul Hurley, and you're listening to the Attitude Era Monday, live Monday on 89.1 Ken's FM, with your host, the icon, and also with the big swing, the modern nightmare, Matthias. What's happening, guys? Hey, Paul, wow. good to have you with us. I want to introduce you to hey. our, uh, our, uh, our celebrity uh, co-host, uh, it's uh, the Forsaken, uh, say hello. Hello, how are you? <laughs> Fantastic. How are you this evening? I'm and doing great. <laughs> and, we, and we have sitting on my left, we have the nightmare. Say hello. I'll do my little introduction uh, when it comes to be my time. All right, sounds good. So, Paul, it's good to have you with us. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, I think you uh, uh, you probably know a little bit about uh, Stroh Sinister Cinema as well, don't you? Yes, actually, I am the uh, the voice of the projector. I play a poltergeist uh, of a projector, and I narrate uh, the majority of the show. Oh, my goodness. Wow. I'm just, this is really interesting because I've actually seen some of your movies. Oh, wow. Thanks. Yeah, I've, I've seen, I'm just realizing who you are, and I'm just like, wow, it's, it's an honor. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. Well, we've got a couple of that just came out. I actually started a production company earlier this past year, and uh, we just got a uh, picked up worldwide distribution for uh, a film, The Wendigo, and it's out uh, to the Roku. It's streaming everywhere right now. So uh, that's the first one one out of the game. Yeah, and we've got uh, five more coming, so. Uh, How exciting! Uh, wrapping up, wrapping up uh, one of our larger films, our full feature, and then we've got uh, an anthology that we're releasing um, in February. So it'll be out streaming as well. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, Forsaken, I think uh, one of your favorite movies of his is uh, The Devil's Daughter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was- that was actually kind of my first introduction into a full-length feature film, even though it was a fan film. It was still a, a full feature film, and I, I just had a small part. Um, it was actually the very second production I had ever been in, and uh, they, the guy that looked like a big cop, and I was—I <laughs> know a guy. So, so uh, and I, I started. Yeah. You, you you play you play the cop, right? Right, right. Gotham City police officer. Now here's a question for you, and uh, uh, this is this will be this will kind of be an interesting question. I don't know if you can answer this question or not, but you know how the how red, white, and blue uh, stands for freedom, right? Unless it's a uh, cop with a flashing light in your rear view. <laughs> yes, absolutely, absolutely guilty until proven innocent. <laughs> Uh, no, I get typecasted a lot as a cop. I've, I've been in security and a bouncer for many years, and and I I get typecasted a lot as a cop, and I and I don't I embrace that. You know, it really did help me. So um, I 
started buying accessories after that. I bought a police car. I've dressed it out with all the lights, the gadgets, everything. It's it's a fully commissioned police car. So it's something you don't want to get caught playing with. But it's uh, it, it's, a, it's an accessory. I'm I'm like Barbie, you know. Come on, I'm I'm coming with the accessories too. So it's, I totally uh, it's understand where you're well, coming I, from. Hey Paul, would Do we I? be able to let them in, would we be able to let them in on a secret? Uh, when you I had you dress up like a cop and I had you pull over my prom date. <laughs> <laughs> we were actually going to do a gimmick like that for a proposal for um for a guy that was going to propose to the girl, you know, but we were going to have have being having him arrested and so on and so forth while then having dropped to his knees like he's got a weapon and then we're going to draw down on him and then he brings out the ring and proposes to her while she thinks he's about to get shot. So yeah, we we played little practical pranks like that before with people that know what's going on. <laughs> Except for one. But yeah, it's it's been fun. We we have our fun with it. Uh so here's how so here's how we're going to do this, Paul. I'm going to ask you a few more questions, then we'll do a roundtable, then we'll come back to uh, me and we'll ask the tougher questions, and then, of course, we'll have our top-of-the-hour break, uh, and that'll just start automatically. So when you guys hear it, we'll just all kind of uh, be silent, let that top-of-the-hour break play, and then we'll come back and we'll continue. But one thing I do want to ask you about, Paul, is uh, and we get most of our information here from imdb.com, so if the information is incorrect, uh, you got to fire them um, uh, and not our That's producer right. who was fired earlier last week. Uh, but according to the IMDb, you've got a few projects that uh, are either in production or post-production. Uh, the Grandstand, My Brother's Keeper, Spider-Man, mm-hmm. Two Spiders, Agent Dax, mm-hmm. Memory Card, right. Angels Missing Wings, Broken oh. Church, and They Are Here. Of course, uh, it says that Broken Church isn't coming out until 2024, and they are here isn't coming uh, is supposed to be done in 2023. So is that information accurate or um are they all in post production pre-production where are they at in those? Well, they are here is in post production now. It's uh, that one's going to have to require quite a bit more special effects. So the I think the pushback release date is right around spring of 2024. Uh we want it out by the end of this year, but it's just not not happening. We've got too many irons in the fire, but we don't want to shortchange it by just pushing it out either. Uh, I would rather it be delayed and be perfect than be trash. So uh, we're going to spend a little more time with that, but uh, we've got several others coming out. We've got uh, the anthology, which is a, a collection of uh, horror shorts that we put together. Um, those will be coming out in February. We're actually doing a private uh, premiere viewing on November 18th in Charlotte at uh, the Arsley Theater. And then, um, like I said, it'll be out streaming in February of 2024. That's cool. Uh, Paul, I want to introduce you to uh, my first co-host. Uh, she's uh, Sophia the Forsaken, and she is a real vampirist. And, uh, you know, she gives me the word, uh, I'm, I, don't bite the hand that feeds you. Uh, anyway, uh, now, Paul, in, in your in your uh, future projects, you have, I'm sure you might have an I'm sure you might have an opening for a vampirist. So, uh, Forsaken, what do you got for our guest, Paul Harley? Go ahead, Harley. Go ahead. I mean, like, it's, I mean, what what's been your most favorite? Like, do you have a favorite movie that you've done that you really hold dear to you at all? <sighs> That's 
That's a good one. Um, yeah, actually, the the one that we just finished filming, My Brother's Keeper, that one really hit home. Um, that one, actually, we, we feature my son's photo in. Uh, my son, I'm not going to go into too much detail, but uh, uh, a lot of people end up going missing, and, and this is a Bigfoot film, so it's really, we wanted to get back the the sheer terrifying nature of Bigfoot, not not your Henry and the Hendersons, blah blah blah. We wanted <laughs> we want fear, and and we really think we got it with this one, and and just the way the roles played out, um, and my dog um, Eli, my German Shepherd, is is also featured in the film, and this is you know kind of a. One of his last ones, his last hoorah. So this one, this one means a little bit. So, yeah. And, it, uh, it uh, and Paul, a lot of people don't know. You mentioned a lot of people went missing. I was supposed. Uh, I made a cameo in that film, but I made. I, I went missing way before the movie started shooting. <laughs> <laughs> it happened. Wow. It happened. <laughs> uh, uh, do you have another question? Now for a second, go ahead. Um, I mean, like, hold on, you gotta give me a second. I gotta think real quick. Oh, put me on the spot, Icon. Every time. Well, I'll tell you what. If if, if you want, uh, if you want to think about your question, uh, we can go to the nightmare here real quick. Uh, Paul, I want to introduce you to uh, my other co-host. He is the uh, modern nightmare, Matthias, and uh, he's gonna tell you a little bit about himself first. The following announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. Why, yes, you are talking to the man from every woman's greatest dream and every man's worst nightmare, North Dakota's number one heel, current reigning, defending, undisputed NSC World Tag Team Champion and APW World Heavyweight Champion and soon-to-be NSC World Heavyweight Champion, Rudo's Promotion Intercontinental Champion, APW United States Champion, and why not? Let's take the Cruiserweight title, the women's title, the hardcore title, and every title that any wrestling promotion could ever have. Matthias, welcome on my part of the program. Um, I guess like I, uh, Icon kind of covered the things I was already aiming for, and so did the vampires, but uh, my main question to you would be, what is one of your... What what genre of film could you watch nonstop and like you would never get bored of it? What's one of your favorite genres of film? Violence. Perfect. Um, so, would you say do you have like a favorite subgenre? Well, I, I love horror. I, I, our production company targets pretty much horror uh, genres. So you know, just terrifying, just make your skin crawl and almost nauseously regretting that last bite of Butterfinger. Perfect. Yeah, All right. So can... then my question to you would be, since I kind of, and I kind of asked this to the, uh, the previous guests, if you could put yourself in the shoes of any horror movie villain, uh, preferably for me, it'd be a slasher villain because slashers are my favorite, uh, type of sub genre of film. Uh, but for you, if you could put yourself compared to any, horror movie villain that you think you compare most to, who do you think, who do you think it would be and why? Hmm. Well, I relate more to the anti-hero, like the Punisher, but if it were a slasher, I would have to go with Jason. Okay. I love Michael. 
strong, but I don't think I could do Michael Justice. I'm more of your silent Freddy just Kruger. going. Yeah. Kruger, yeah. You know, the burned look just doesn't go for me, you know. <laughs> I can't. I maybe, can't support maybe then, what's that other Chucky. Eh, I'm, I'm kind of a big guy, you know. I don't relate to the short, you know, miniature. You could probably, <laughs> not, you could probably kick Chucky's butt. <laughs> well, <laughs> you could probably kick him across the room. I, yeah, <laughs> drop kick. <a> little <laughs> but yeah, um, no, I, I love horror films, and you know, the the gorier, the bloodier, the better, and you know. I kind of stumbled on set with uh, uh, the guys there you were talking to earlier, uh, uh, Chuck and uh, Ron. And, you know, we worked together on The Devil's Daughter. We uh, met with, uh, you know, Ronald Rossman, the director. And, you know, that's how we kind of got introduced. That was my second project. And, you know, uh, uh, we, we have uh, Ron Rossman uh, coming on in about uh, 20 minutes. Uh, I know yeah. that you're a busy guy, and I, 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 I know I, prom- I I told you I was only going to keep you for a half an hour, but uh, after we talk to Ron a little bit and we bring the other guys on, you want can you stick around and uh, we can have like, a, I don't know, like a, I don't know, like a, a party real quick? Yeah, absolutely. We can have powwow. Those are my guys. <laughs> All right, cool. Now, i got to ask you real quick, and we're just waiting for uh, our uh, our top-of-the-hour uh, commercial here. We'll uh, – We'll uh, start up here in just a little bit. I'm going to fill time until then. So one other thing I, I do want to ask you, uh, uh, you know, you mentioned you're kind of a big guy. I believe you're like, what, you stand like six, seven, and 147 pounds, something like that? No, I'm, I'm closer to about six one, two hundred and thirty 230 pounds. And uh, no one messes with you on set, do they? No, pretty much no. I I, I bounced a lot um, at nightclubs for a long time, and I played semi-pro football until I was 38. So I've always been kind of a stocky build. Now he already knows well, you, what it is. He already knows what it is. <laughs> well, you, you know, you mentioned, uh, and I, w- I want to uh, uh, after the after the uh, next commercial break, I want to I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, your football. Uh, career a little bit too. We're gonna we're just gonna cover everything. Uh, we have uh, Paul Hurley as our guest here. We got about uh, 15 minutes here left before uh, uh, the main event, as you would say, uh, calls in. And uh, uh, we have the Modern Nightmare here with us, and we have uh, Sapphir the Forsaken, uh, the lovely vampires with us. And uh, unfortunately, mm-hmm. you guys have to put up with me. Uh, as you can see, my self-esteem is really high. Um, uh, you know. Uh, uh, Forsaken, we were talking about your theme song earlier. I guess if you were to say uh, my theme song would be, here's my number, call me maybe. Anyway, uh, so we're here on 89.1 Keds FM, and uh, we, we're, we're, having, yeah, we're just having a party tonight. Uh, the Sinister Cinema Group is here with us, and uh, we're about a week and a day from Halloween. That's why we decided to book all these guys. And uh, like I say, we're going to continue to have a little fun. So thanks for listening to 89.1 Ken's FM, listener-supported radio. So the programming you hear on our station is funded by our members and these local and area businesses. 
The Joe Irby Law Firm is a proud sponsor of 89.1 Ken's FM. We're located at 403 Center Avenue, Suite 409 in Moorhead, Minnesota. We focus on business startups, business litigation, criminal defense, family matters, and contract writing and review. More information is available by calling 1-866-933-4544 or on the website at joeirbylaw.com. That's J-O-E-I-R-B-Y-L-A-W.com. The Joe Irby Law Firm, where we take sides, yours. You're listening to 89.1 Ken's FM, KNNZFM, Holly, Fargo-Moorhead. Independent public radio for Fargo-Moorhead and the Valley. Also on the web at www.kensfm.com. And we are back here on 89.1 Ken's FM, and we have uh, the giant Paul Hurley here. Now you uh you kind of uh kind of transitioned a little bit into what the next thing I was going to ask about. Uh you played uh, uh football. Who did you play for and what was your position and uh, what was your jersey number? Oh, well, my jersey number was 55. Um I played for the Charlotte Falcons. It was a semi-pro league. Um I played defensive end. And uh, we were scouted by the Baltimore Ravens scout on the first uh, game that we had in Nashville, and that was in 2011. The NFL was actually about to go on strike. They it was just like living that movie, The Replacement. So I mean, all everybody in in the semi-pro and in the arena ball area were putting together and trying to narrow down the best players and team to put together for a replacement for the NFL if they did go through with the, the strike. So we actually got to live that little bit of the moment. And then, of course, they walked across the line and, and ended the strike right before all our hopes and dreams got crushed. But, you know, we had a great time. It, it was it was a heck of a way to go out and just release a lot of stress and not have to worry about going to jail. And, uh, uh, Matthias, I'm not mistaken, didn't you do a little semi-pro football? Yes, as a matter of fact, in uh, 2019, I played for the uh, Fargo Invaders. I was, well, I played for a couple of years, but for the main year in 2019, is my first starting year, and I played uh, offensive guard and tackle, uh, and I was number 69, my jersey number. And uh, didn't a lot of people like to call, didn't a lot of people like to call you Billy Bob? Well, you know, I people could call me whatever they could or whatever they wanted to, but they can just call me champion because in 2019 we won the NEFL championship against our rival, the Sioux City Stampede, and then we went on to U.S. Bank Stadium and we beat the Fox Valley Force there in our open, um, pigskin invite. So that was fun. That was a great year for our team. Um, and you and I both have the ranks to prove that. Yes, as a matter of fact, we do. And uh, I took my I took number 69. Um, honestly, because Brock Lesnar, a professional wrestler, used to, when he played for the Minnesota Vikings on the uh, the pickup team before he, I mean, unfortunately got cut. He didn't actually get to play for the actual team. Uh, but when he played for the pre- for the squad on uh, preseason games, he was number 69. And, of course, Jared Allen uh, was one of the Vikings players, so number 69 on the defensive side. So, you know, I uh, – I admire the Vikings. Vikings are my favorite team, and, you know, if I could match up the number a couple of times. I mean, I wasn't running back, so I wasn't going to take Michael Bennett at 23, so I had to do something, so I picked 69 on the on the line. And uh, here's something interesting. Uh, you know, uh, the Vikings are our favorite team. Uh, did you know the Vikings are playing tonight, Matthias? 
Yeah, as a matter of fact, there's uh, two minutes left to go in the fourth quarter. 22-17 Minnesota. By the way, what other wrestler played for the Minnesota Vikings? Uh, it was Brock Lesnar and uh, it's right on the tip of my tongue. Um, oh, who was it? It wasn't Goldberg. It wasn't Roman Reigns. Yes, it was. It was Roman Reigns? Yeah, he wore 69 as well for the Vikings. Yes, that's right. He got out of Florida. He was Florida State, right? Yep. And then, then, he right. Went to, then he went to Minnesota. Yes, that's right. He was also on the practice squad before getting cut. Yep. Apparently, the Vikings don't want wrestlers. They want athletes. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's get back to our, our guest here. I'm sorry, Paul. I didn't mean to take away from your time. we got Paul Hurley as our guest here. we got about uh, we got about uh, 30 minutes here with you before Mr. Rossman calls in, and uh, you're going to hang with us through that. And then we're going to bring all the Sinister Cinema main cast members here. They're, as a matter of fact, they're on hold, and I'm sure they're chomping a bit to get back. But one thing I do want to ask about real quick is um, you um, – you're, you're actually, if this is true, are, are you not Paul Hurley the eighth? <laughs> I have no idea why that abbreviation came out that way, but no, I, I, there are several Pauls in, in my family, my father, my brother. I have an uncle named Paul as well, but uh, I don't know why the eighth thing popped up there. It's, um, it's very uh, taxing sometimes when I have to explain that because that really puts me on the spot. I'm like, I have no idea why it popped up, but... No, it was, it was interesting, though, growing up in a household where there were so many Pauls. Uh, so, you know, there was that experience. It was hey, almost well, like you, you want to know how you can make that worth, uh, how you can use that to your advantage, the eighth thing on uh, imbdb.com? You know how you can use that to your advantage? How's that? Uh, yeah, my, you can say, yeah, my grandfather, uh, knew, uh, Hermits, Hermits real well, and he inspired Henry VIII by him. <laughs> hey, you know, if it works, right? <laughs> no, I don't know and, why that uh, popped up on that. <laughs> and, uh, I, I almost, uh, uh, I almost married Mrs. Brown's lovely daughter. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Anyway, Paul Hurley is our guest here. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, some of my uh, favorite projects of yours that I, I really, really enjoy. Uh, the first one I want to talk about is um, um, the one that's coming up. I believe it's a post-production. If I'm not mistaken, you play The Punisher. And I admit I am a comic book geek. And, uh, of course, the, I do believe the first uh, Punisher ever played was by um, – uh, he played Mickey Mantle in the movie 61, uh, Nightmare. Can you help me out? Uh, Thomas Jane was the original Punisher. Uh, tell us, how did you get to get uh, the role as the Punisher? Actually, that's incorrect. The first Punisher was Dolph Lundgren, and uh, that was in, I believe, 1986. After that, it was the most commonly known as Thomas Jane, and that was, I believe, in uh, 89, maybe 92-ish. Um and Thomas Jane did a phenomenal job uh, as the Punisher. He was probably the best Punisher to date. Um, I loved Ray Stevens. Don't get me wrong, Punisher Warzone, phenomenal actor. Um, may his soul rest in peace. He was a phenomenal actor, hell of a guy. Um, but no, playing that part, it was it was fun. Uh, we actually did a short that's on YouTube um, as a prequel to the one that hasn't come out yet. So you can actually see that on YouTube if you want to look it up. It's uh, The Castles. And um, so it's kind of a prequel. Did all the stunt stuff here uh, myself. Got thrown through a table. It was 
it was great. Uh, the bad guy uh, in that uh, little short that we did uh, is a martial arts instructor, uh, has his own um, studio and what have you in Myrtle Beach. He's actually a law enforcement officer, so he's he's the real deal hand-to-hand combat. And it was an honor getting thrown through a table and across the room by him. So <laughs> it was fun. We, and, had, we had a blast. And, uh, and it's available you know, on YouTube. I hate to admit this, but, uh, you know, uh, Forsaken, did you know that you're the only one on this panel uh, in, of all the guests tonight that has not been thrown through a table? Um, you know, I don't think I've ever been thrown through a table, no. I have. Yeah, Matthias yeah. has. Uh, Mr. <laughs> Hurley has. I know the I know the, uh, the brothers uh, uh, Sinister uh, have been all thrown through tables. And, uh, well, maybe, I don't know if Ron Rossman has, but we'll, we'll have to ask him. Uh, Paul Hurley's our guest here. we got, uh, well, we got about uh, seven minutes here before uh, Ron calls in. But, you know, the other cool thing, uh, you know, I don't know if you knew this or not, uh, uh, Paul, but, uh, the reason why Thomas Jane is so loved here in uh, my hometown of Fargo, North Dakota, is he did play Mickey Mantle in the movie 61, which was about Roger Maris, who, of course, is from Fargo, North Dakota, and everybody knows it's about the 61 season and the home run race, where all the odds were against Roger. I don't know if you ever – have you ever seen the movie? No, I haven't. Hmm. I, I definitely recommend seeing it. It is it is awesome. And the one thing about Thomas Jane, I don't know if you knew this or not, uh, when he got the when he was cast as Mickey Mantle, you know one thing about uh, Thomas Jane that no one knew when he was cast is he had never ever played baseball one day in his life. Can you believe that an American uh, American uh, boy growing up not ever playing one bit of baseball? Can you imagine that? That is hard to wow. Imagine. Did you know that uh, Thomas Jane loved the Punisher so much that he actually did a short as a tribute to the Punisher? Uh, it's also available on YouTube. Um, it's called The Punisher Dirty Laundry. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it's uh, about a 15-minute short. It's very enjoyable. Thomas Jane really did it phenomenally well. I believe uh, Ron Perlman's also in it. Uh, it's not very well known, but it's it should be. It's a really well done short. So, uh, how many uh, how many projects do you have uh, waiting in the wings for you right now? Oh, I've got about seven. Um, uh, we're going to be doing a full length feature in January. I think we're going to start uh, kind of some pre production in December uh, with Ronald Rossman. It's a very large film that I hope he uh, gets to talk about uh, when he gets up here. But um, I'm very excited about it. I know Chuck's going to be uh, pretty excited about it. Uh, we both play, I think, uh, some pretty large roles in that film. And um, I think he's uh, really going to enjoy telling you all about it. So I'm going to save that for him. But uh, we've got some irons in the fire, and, and everything looks really good as far as, as staying busy. So uh, you mentioned this is going to be a big production. Uh, do you know, and you said you're going to start doing that in January. And uh, when he comes on, we're definitely going to ask him about that. I'm wondering, uh, so have, has uh, all the cast and everything been, uh, well, I, well, I guess we should ask him, but uh, uh, you, you've obviously worked with uh, Mr. Rossman before. And let me tell you something about Ron. Of all the, and I'm not taking away from any other 
any other director that we've been on think. But let me tell you about Ron. He's one of those guys that uh, I could call him up at 2 in the morning, and he won't yell at me. He'll tell me to call him back, but he won't yell or anything like some of the other guests have because I, I have no idea what a, a time zone is. I'll admit that freely. Uh, that's why I've, I've always made sure that I knew exactly what time zone you were in, Paul, because you're bigger than me, and I, <laughs> I wouldn't want to get thrown by, uh, through a table from you or drop kick like Chucky. <laughs> no, we don't want to do that. <laughs> but no, I, I really enjoy working with Ron on every project that we've we've gotten involved with. We do a lot of um, charity work as well uh, and volunteer work. Um, we um, we do a lot of Batman um, impersonations and what have you. So uh, a lot of cosplay stuff like that with the kids at the hospitals and. and I know, love cosplay. So we we go and do that. Uh, as often as we can. I'll actually be Batman in the Charlotte Parade uh, on November 22nd. That'll be on TV. So, yeah, Charlotte, North Carolina. On the, uh, well, you're all, and I'm not saying this because you, you're obviously going to be a better Batman than the guy from uh, 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 Twilight. Well, <laughs> I'm going to say I'm, I, I would <laughs> probably, you know, I wish I could measure up to Ben Affleck's Batman. He is 6'4". You know, he's got a couple of inches on me, but he's, you know, that that's the actual Batman suit that I, I have. Uh, Ronald Rossman makes a phenomenal Batman. So we've, we've got two of our Batmans covered, um, but none of us happen to be real big fans of the werewolf guy himself or vampire guy. I, I'm, I, and to me, uh, of course, uh, I'm sure uh, you can send your hate tweets now. Everybody knows how to tweet me, but... To me, the best Batmans will always be Adam West and uh, Michael Keaton and Paul Hurley. Yes. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll hey, go with that. I, I agree with Michael Keaton for sure, but I did yeah. like okay. Christian Bales as well. Because I love Heath Ledger I, I like as a Joker. Christian. What? Yeah. And Heath Ledger was a phenomenal Joker. Uh, so was Jack yes. Nicholson. Yes, so was Jack well, Nicholson. Well, I'll tell you yes. what. Uh, yes, Heath Ledger was a much better, and, and I'm going to get more hate tweets, I know, but to me, Heath Ledger and Jack Nicholson were the Joker. Yeah. Joaquin Phoenix was not. That was the worst. I don't like Joaquin Phoenix's. Well, I don't either. On it. That was more of a psychological, mental uh, breakdown of society versus more of a theatrical, you know, uh, showmanship. Yeah. And uh, real quick here, I, I believe our next guest, we're going to take a quick, uh, quick little commercial break, then we'll go uh, uh, to the main event. But one thing I do got to ask uh, uh, to the Versaken, if if I'm correct in saying this, you love cosplay, don't you? I do. I've done many cosplays. My favorite has been Pennywise. And uh, I also like when you uh, do Princess Leia. I haven't done Princess Leia yet. Oh, really? I guess that was just my yeah. wild fantasy. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we're going to take a quick... Whoopsie. Uh, we're we're going to take a quick little commercial break. We'll be back after these messages uh, for our main event, so stick with us. We'll be right back. Help Ken's FM by donating today. It's really easy. Just go to kensfm.com and click the donate button. It will take you through our PayPal system. You can choose to make a one-time donation or become a member for as little as $10 a month. Plus, if you click on the Merch tab on the right side, 
There are T-shirts you can buy, bumper stickers, and decals, and CDs of homegrown rock and roll, and also a Ken's FM clock. But make sure that you help support Ken's FM. This is the only way we can raise money. We can't sell commercials. Your donation goes entirely to pay our overhead bills, like electricity, Internet, and various fees and insurances. Donate today. Our future relies on your support. Thanks. And stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, he is the main event of the night, and we're going to bring the rest of his crew on after we talk to this man, one of the most awesome directors in history in the world today. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you at this time, he is our Rossman. He is Ronald Rossman. Hey, this is Ron Rossman. You're listening to the Attitude Error Monday Live Monday on 89.1 Ken's FM with your host, the icon, the big swing, and the modern nightmare, Matthias. Hey, Mr. Rossman, how are you, sir? Good to have you with us. I am doing great. I don't know if I can look at an introduction, but I am doing awesome. Thanks for having me back. Well, yes, and as a matter of fact, uh, you're now part of the Third Timers Club, and uh, I want to introduce you to uh, uh, our guest co-host, and we're going to try and get her a job and get me a job when we're done here. Uh, say hello, uh, Forsaken. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hold on a second. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. Hold on a second. Having some technical difficulty. Okay, now, uh, Forsaken, go ahead and introduce yourself. Go ahead. Hello, I'm Sophia the Forsaken. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Pleasure to virtually. Uh, what was that? I said, uh, pleasure to virtually meet you. I don't know, I got muted for a second there. I know, I was like, it's nice to meet you too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know what just happened here. <laughs> Well, uh, I uh, I think what's happening is uh, the, uh, the the computer was flickering here just a second ago, and I tried to yeah. get it back, and I may have, I may have hit the wrong button. But anyway, uh, let's continue here. We have uh, Ron Rossman as our guest here on eighty nine point one Kids FM. We got thirty eight minutes here before our uh, before we're done here. Uh, we're gonna uh, uh, ask you a few questions, Ron, and then we're gonna bring on some of your uh, uh, your favorite. Um, well, uh, some of your favorite co-stars, I guess you could say. So, how are you, Ron? Uh, give us a little introduction about yourself, real quick. I'm doing great. Uh, since last time we talked, we've got episode three of Stroh's Sinister Cinema up on Amazon Prime. So, we're excited about that. Episode four has just completed post-production, should be up uh, next month. And uh, as Paul said earlier, we're getting uh, everything ready for your it our feature-length film that will be starting um, starting uh, filming in January. Uh, also just finished a short film that's part of a horror anthology called Book of Fate. It's called Rescue. We hope to get that up on Film Hub uh, next month as well. And uh, I've got a publisher interested in publishing one of my novels. So I haven't got a full update on that yet, but a lot of good things happening all at once. So very, very grateful. Well, would you be willing to come back on when your novel comes out? And, pr- and promote that? I do want to come back on any time you want to have me, Scott. I am yours. And 
uh, one thing I, uh, you know, you mentioned that you're going to have a, uh, a a horror film trilogy. Uh, do you uh, are you looking for a vampire? Because I have the perfect vampires here that would be perfect for mm-hmm. a role like that. Actually, we, with uh, the Book of Fate anthology, uh, we're actually looking at one of the short films being about a vampire. So that might be very interesting. Intriguing. Interesting. Uh, what, what, do you, what do you think, Forsaken? Would you be down to be in a feature film with our buddy Ron Rossman? I mean, I I wouldn't be against it. I mean, I haven't done a movie in a while. It's been a couple of years. And I know that I know that you'd worry. Don't worry. I'll come down the set too. I'll be your bodyguard. Don't worry about it. You'll be fine. <laughs> Man, I noticed that you go to a lot of comic cons. Oh, I'm sorry, that was tricking me. I, yes, I actually do. Yeah, we actually do. About, I'm sorry, my uh, bad. Yes. Do you go to a lot of Comic Cons? Yeah, we do. Um, I think Forsaken, we do about 12 a year right now. I'm hoping to up that mm-hmm. once we get the feature like film out because I like to do some more horror cons. But, um, oh, my God. About 12 a year. That's really crazy because I've only been to like one and um, it was like the most best experience I've ever had in my life. I met some actors that are still really cool with me to this day. And like, I've always wanted to put my own booth in a comic con and like, just sell my pictures and chill and like enjoy all the costumes. And everybody's so creative at those things. I swear. Like people are amazing. It's a great community. It really is. It's uh, I mean, that one great girl, I don't know if you, sorry, go right ahead. No, no, go ahead. I don't know if any I don't know if any of you guys saw that one girl who did the Lilith costume from Diablo, but oh my gosh. Fantastic. Yeah, I have seen her I think she's on TikTok, isn't she? Amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So it's a great it's a great environment. It's it's a great way to network. It's a great way to promote because you're you're reaching out directly to your demographic. Um, we do a lot of stuff with the cosplay contests for, for certain cons. Uh, and it's really cool to see people bring their A-games for those and get a chance to shine. Most cosplayers are introverts, so cosplay is, a, is an avenue for them to express themselves uh, in a way that they normally couldn't. So uh, I'm a real big supporter of positive cosplay. That's really cool. I actually, as a matter of fact, am getting my next cosplay worked on. I'm going to be doing Queen of the Damned, so that's my next biggest one, and I'm pretty excited. Oh, sweet. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Great, 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 uh, great uh, choice there. Uh, she's Ron the reason why I became... Go ahead. Sorry. No, it's, um, my bad. She's the reason why I became a vampire. And it's really funny because people are like, those teeth are fake. And I'm like, no. No, these are not cosplay things. These are like actual things. And it freaks people out sometimes. It's so funny to see everybody's reaction. So you got the actual surgical filing done? Um, um, yes, I got, they, they cannot come out, the dentist, they're like crowns, they, they're under my gums and everything, they're glued in, but I did get oh, my other gotcha. one shaved down. So now, now, Ron, you know that you'd want to cast her in your next project, in <laughs> Sinister Cinema, when you do the oh. next, uh, season. Absolutely, no, for something like, uh, what Forsaken is, since she's really dedicated to, to that, uh, lifestyle, is, uh, we've been working on. Uh, vampire story. I've always wanted to do a vampire. I have two. I have one written already, but uh, I've always wanted to do a, a vampire story from the perspective of 
the va- vampire and um, their kind of look at life and humanity as a whole. I know that's been done before, but I'd like to do it with a, a very modern twist. Um, it's kind of the, the burden of immortality, you know. Uh, Interview with a Vampire did a really good job with it, uh, but uh, I think it could be played upon even more. Um, and Because uh, we had done a story one time about how immortal beings were, were suffering from the same maladies as humans like PTSD, depression, and them being immortal just amplified those conditions. And it was, uh, it was a really good story. So I'd like to, to go that route again. That sounds interesting. So, so what do you think, Forsaken, would you be down to be in that? I mean, I mean, I'd, I'd want to read the script and everything, but yes, I'm so totally down. <laughs> of course, of course. Uh, I've only Ron done Ross a couple was, movies. And you were the reason why they were successful, too. Don't forget to mention that. <laughs> yes. Uh, Ron, Ron Rossman's our guest here. We got about uh, thirty minutes here. Uh, so here's the reason why we're talking, uh, we, we uh, brought you back on here, Ron, is uh, uh, we'll, we'll talk to you about some of your other projects. But uh, uh, Mr. Uh, uh, our buddy, Mr. Uh, Paul, kind of mentioned that uh, you have a, a big production coming up, and uh, could you tell us a little bit about that? Sure, that's your it, um, and that spawned from a conversation I had with the executive producer who's a very good friend of mine, uh, Greg Bill Watson, who's a Marvel uh, illustrator. He's worked for Zenoscope. Um, he's worked for um, 20th Century Fox. He did some art- artwork for The Watchmen. Um, we were watching the movies that made us and the Halloween version, and or the episode, I should say. And I said to him, I, I really wish that um, horror films would get back to the, the basics that Carpenter had, had developed, because that film launched A Thousand Machetes. And um, we started talking, and we came up with this idea for a slasher film that goes back to those kind of um, that structure, where instead of gore porn, uh, it's a, a true psychological thriller. Uh, you really feel um, a connection to characters. The, the the killer is actually frightening because people become so desensitized now to everything. Um, and so we started building this story. And then we made it a little meta. So it's a horror film within a horror film uh, to pay homage to films like Scream. Uh, our killer is very sophisticated. Uh, so he's kind of a mix between Jason and um, Saw. So um, we put all Ooh. those ideas together. And, yeah, we came up with a really cool idea. We found a phenomenal location, Lake Hickory Haunts, in Lake Hickory, North Carolina. This one of the premier haunt attractions in the Carolinas. There, we're filming entirely there. So these folks are trapped in this haunted house, and uh, they're being hunted by a, by a real killer. But there's a tremendous mm-hmm. backstory. Uh, we wanted to make the characters likable, so when and if they die, you actually felt uh, some sort of uh, connection with them. We wanted to humanize them, which is tough to do in a 90-minute film, but it can be done. Uh, so I, I'm really proud of this. And I'm not a slasher fan. Um, I feel like it's, it's, it's been overdone. But um, I love Halloween. I love John Carpenter. So I really wanted to kind of give it my take. I don't like to say reboot or refresh. That's very arrogant. It's just kind of our take on it. And hopefully audiences will enjoy it. But we start filming in January. We've got two Walking Dead alumni in it, Santiago Cerillo and Amber Dawn Fox. Uh, Chuck's in it. He has a main part. Paul has a main part. 
We've got a phenomenal new final girl, Amy uh, Coates, who's absolutely awesome. Um, Greg Bowes in it. He plays one of the uh, the police commissioners. Um, so it's uh, and Chuck plays kind of the uh, the doctor character, but he's an FBI agent instead. Uh, Paul plays the, uh, the 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 kind of jaded, um, uh, grungy kind of uh, police detective. So. It's got a lot of really cool aspects. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna bring uh, all the boys that are on hold here. Just hang on. We're gonna we're gonna go to you after uh, uh, Matthias. He is our also our horror film guru. Uh, and I know that uh, Matthias, I know that you would love to work for Mr. Rossman as well. Uh, what do you have for our guest? Go ahead. Well, yes, you are talking to the man from every woman's greatest dream and every man's worst nightmare. North Dakota's number one heel, current reigning, defending, undisputed. NSC World Tag Team Champion and APW World Heavyweight Champion and soon again to be NSC World Heavyweight Champion, Rudos Promotion, Intercontinental Champion, and All Out Pro Wrestling United States Champion, Matthias. Welcome on to my part of the program. Yes, as Icon did say, I'm a big fan of horror movies. And uh, I guess I'll uh, ask the same question I've been kind of asking around tonight because I thought it was uh, quite an interesting one. So... If you could compare yourself in any way to a slasher villain or, or, or a horror movie villain, uh, could be slasher, could be psychological, could be anything, who would you say you compare most to and why? Oh, wow. <laughs> Dang. Talk, um, ab- talk about a loaded question. Uh, I don't know which one I compare to because I'm kind of a wuss. Um, when I was a kid, I was terrified of horror, every kind of horror, and I grew out of that by writing horror. So um, I think if I wanted to be uh, one of those characters, it would probably be uh, Chris Sarandon's version of the vampire in Fright Night. Uh, he was just total badass. So uh, I think that would be the killer that I would, I would like to emulate as far as his personality. Um, but... Uh, I think that people would probably say if I was to become a serial killer, probably I don't remember is, is the character's name because I don't really watch the series. But I guess the Saw character because I, I believe in justice and, and I believe people uh, should get their comeuppance and I believe in karma. So I think that would be the other choice. Yeah, that's exactly what I like to compare myself to because of course I like when people get the comeuppance for doing something wrong uh, to somebody and. Uh, I think Jigsaw definitely had it right when, you know, he would take the worst of humanity and they put them in a trap where they could redeem themselves or put them in a game of some sort and uh, make them redeem themselves from who they used to be and try to instantly rehabilitate them. And he would give them a chance. And he wouldn't just, you know, they and the people who ha- did not have the will to live, of course, would, you know, fail their test. And of course, it wouldn't be his fault because he just put them in the test and they failed it. Um, but I'll have to, I got to ask this question too, since you did bring up Saw. Have you seen the new Saw film, Saw X? My my daughter did. Um, I've seen some um, some commentary on it. it. Uh, okay, so yeah, I definitely am not going to spoil for a second. I've just heard, and this is strictly opinion, that it's disappointing. It, here's the problem with sequels: they shouldn't be made. <laughs> So, um, and I'm probably going to be a hypocrite when I, as, as I start to progress in my films, but Halloween, awesome movie. Halloween 2 ended up being kind of the gore porn version. Uh, saw the first one, absolutely 
epic, uh, never been thought of before, phenomenal new take on horror. Now it's been overdone. Final Destination, same thing. Chucky, same thing. So um, I, I just think when you run that many sequels, you dilute it to a point where, and again, adding into the fact that people are so desensitized, you kind of lose the luster of it. So you, in horror, you've got to be real careful um, by doing that. I know it's, it's a money grab. I totally get that. I'm a capitalist. But I, I do think that you, you, it's kind of like pouring water on, on a watercolor painting. The, the image may still be there, but it starts to run, and you start you lose all the crispness, all the beauty of it, and all you're left is kind of a, a, a shadow of itself. Um, I will have to, I mean, um, when, when I mentioned, uh, I did see Saw X, and with it being a prequel between what happened between Saws 1 and 2, I honestly enjoyed it because it was a, a different taste from what we're used to in the Saw films. I mean, in my opinion, I think Saw has one of the, the best storylines going for it because, you know, it's still been able to continue uh, compared to where, like, you know, Jason comes back, kills some people, and then he gets killed. Or Chucky comes back to life and then does his thing and then dies. Like, these, these people come back and they eventually just die in the end. Well, this movie, Saw X, is all about John Kramer and his initial finding out of his cancer and stuff like that and how he does the surgery and this kind of thing. And then it leads into his most personal game. So it, it's, it's a big, uh, it's a big difference compared to the original saw films that we're used to seeing where it's nothing but gory traps, blood guts, that kind of thing. It's a, it's more of a based on John Kramer kind of thing. And it's, uh, it's more focused on him. So it was definitely a uh, more welcoming taste compared to the older Sothos that we're used to. But, I mean, I don't know where they'll go from there. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen. But there is a special credit scene at the end that you'll have to see. I will not give away spoilers. But I think there will be at least one more film, and I sure hope so, because Tobin Bell, being at the age he is, he really made John Kramer real yeah. in, in this last yeah, one. Cause, yeah, he did. Because with, with him looking the way he is and – with him, of course, his character having cancer, it just it looks like he's, you know, withering away slowly. Not trying to insult Tobin Bell, but he made John Kramer look absolutely fantastic, and he is the main point of this film, so I give him kudos for that. They didn't just go, oh, we're going to put him in an hour-long game and see how much blood we can spill. That's I mean, awesome. I do have something to say. Go ahead. I have, I have something to say about the new Chucky seasons that came out. They are actually... Very, very good. And I'm a very, like, I love the classics. I was, I'm, <clears throat> okay, when I say classics, I was born in the 90s. So, obviously, it was, you know, after the 80s and stuff. But um, I'm really into Chucky. I'm into the Freddy. I'm into the Jason, the Scream, Saw, all that, too. But you know how you were saying how they got to, you know, if you keep doing it, it's like overdoing it. It's too much. It's not the same you know, what they're doing now with a lot of the horror movies. But the thing about the new Chucky series is they kept the same people. They kept Jennifer Tilly. They kept the daughter. They kept Brad Dourif. They never stirred away from that, and they even explained more of the story. I don't know if any of you guys have seen the new Chucky series, but I highly recommend it. I have. But yeah. I mean, what, and, and, what are your and, thoughts? I'll just say I like I like how they're continuing it with Chucky, like you said, the details and stuff. 
I will agree with um with 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 the guest on in regards to the Halloween stuff. I did not like Halloween ends. There's a lot of series yeah. of horror that that could have died well ahead of ske- like I well ahead like before Halloween it continued. Either. I didn't like, like it, Halloween just, either. It was ridiculous. Like and, and I'll and I'll say um in the end there when everybody wanted to see the big Laurie and Michael clash. It was uh, it was the yeah. ultimate buildup. It was the ultimate buildup, and it was a two minute squash match, and Michael dies. Like it was just it was re- it was just the stupidest end. And I and I was in the and I was in the theater opening night for it, and the amount of disappointment I could just feel in the room was just oh, yeah. was just something else. And Chucky, like- go ahead. It's just like with me, I could never picture anybody else. Like, I know a lot of people didn't like Freddy, but, like, Robert England to me was Freddy. I can't picture anybody else as him. Absolutely. Like, the 2020, 2010 sequel, pointless. Pointless. Horrible. Uh, horrible. Uh, Ron Rossman is our guest here on 89.1 Kids FM, so we can do this here, uh, and then we'll get back to you guys in a second. But I'm going to bring uh, Ron, I'm going to bring on the entire crew here, a couple guys you might know, uh, three guys to be exact. Uh, we have uh, – we have a couple guys here that you might know. One is named uh, Paul Hurley, another is Rob Kellum, and another is Chuck Salone. Are you guys back with us? Yes, hello, Ron. Hey, Rob, how are you, sir? Oh, yeah, blessed to be here. We're all here. And, uh, uh, okay, so let's let's talk a little bit about this, guys. And, uh, uh, Matthias, I'm going to leave your uh, mic live here, and uh, uh, Forsaken, your mic is live as well. So we're all going to talk about this. Uh, now we're, the reason why we got, got you guys all here is a strong cinema, uh, sinister cinema. And uh, now, let me ask you this, Ron. When did you first uh, come up with the idea for this? So I didn't come up with the idea. Um, Rob uh, was making the transition um, more and more from wrestling to acting. Um, and Rob had shared with me that his dream and we were just having a casual conversation, was to be a horror host. He loved Elvira, loved Svengali, um, and really wanted to take that turn. And what he was doing was a kind of uh, an abridged version of it on, on uh, Facebook by introducing, you know, royalty for YouTube movies. And again, Greg Bow and I were talking, and I said, I, I want to do something for Rob, because he was in Dusk, he was in The Devil's Daughter. I want to do something very Rob-centric. And so uh, we talked about the idea, uh, we brought Chuck in, and um, through different conversations and transformations, Stroh's system was born, um, and Rob's one condition was he wanted to uh, ad-lib it. He wanted the uh, skit to be strictly off the cuff because of his wrestling background, Chuck's wrestling background. They're very good at ad-libbing, and so uh, we built that, um, and it was great. Uh, but Rob had this idea, which was very noble, of he wanted to bring these horror movies to the next generation. And the problem we hit was the kids don't care. Uh, everything is short media format. Nobody cares about the Universal Monsters, which basically birthed all of horror. Um, and so we had to figure out a way to respect the movies but also keep the interest. And so we brought Paul in, which was my wife's idea, uh, and Paul became the poltergeist, the projector, so he could comment the movies. And then we eventually, because Chuck plays a, a werewolf, so he has keen hearing, we brought Chuck in to, to, by the third episode, where he could hear Paul, and they can go back and forth, so we create that banner. 
and that's where Stroh was born. And uh, Rob and I picked the movies. Um, they were some of his favorites. Uh, of course, it's tough to find all the royalty-free, but we found it. Um, and then we were very blessed to have Amazon say, yeah, we want to have it on our network. And so it was born. I wish we'd get the episodes out sooner, but I, I'm a perfectionist, so I want to make sure that each episode is perfect, not to honor all the actors involved, but to, to really give a, a good performance and, and also to honor Rob. So uh, it's, uh, I think it's been a success. We haven't got the traction yet. I want to, but we were just um, featured in Atlas Obscura in an article for them, and they, they put us in the same category as Elvira Bengali, um, Joe Bob Briggs. That's a huge thing when you're a first-year horror series and you're being put in the same conversation as those icons. So uh, I think we've got a, a real promising track, and we're going to have a season two as well. And with season two, we're going to go more um, – we're going to have less of the movies we're making fun of and more of the content, which people like, which is the interaction of the, the stars – uh, almost like a modern take on the monsters. So uh, we'll see how that works out for season two. Uh, uh, Strong Sinister Cinema is our guest here. we got uh, Paul Hurley, Rob Kellum, Chuck Salone, and Ron Rossman. we got about 15 minutes here. Now, you mentioned that there's, there's going to be a, a second season, and I cannot wait for this. And we're gonna, if we can find a way to get you guys all back for that. And let me ask you this. You have six episodes, I do believe, in season one. How many episodes do you want in season two? We actually have seven in season one. We had eight, but we lost some footage, which is heartbreaking. So that one will move over to two. I'm thinking about eight, eight right now, eight episodes. That's typically the binge level where people are comfortable. Um, and then depending on the popularity and the growth, we may go lo- longer. But I like the eight-episode binge-worthy kind of – because each episode runs through 45 to, to an hour. So I think that's a safe place to be in the streaming world right now. You know, and, uh, you know, I don't want to sound like I'm trying to ask for a job here, Ron, but uh, you know I am because <laughs> you know me. Uh, and I'd like to bring my friends with you. Uh, maybe um, if we could work it out, maybe we could uh, – uh, I could bring the Nightmare, you could have me, and I'll bring uh, the Forsaken uh, as our favorite vampires. Maybe we could be on, like, the last episode of Season 2. I've already, I've already, since we talked this last time, I've already outlined the episode that I'm going to have you guys in. So uh, I just got to find the right film to complement it, but you'll definitely be in season two, without a doubt. Plain tickets awesome. and all. And, uh, Paul, when I'm on set, do you think you and I can uh, hang out together and uh, maybe get That's... in your squad car and go arrest people? <laughs> <laughs> we will have a good time, I'm sure you. Paul, Paul and, usually uh, how about this? to his trailer, so we don't get we don't. Paul, once he gets his he goes to his trailer, he only wants green M and M's. We have to get sparkling water for him. It's real difficult. Oh man! <laughs> right, hey, I got an right. idea. Hey, uh, and then uh, uh, nightmare. Would you be down for this? Uh, we could have a uh, like uh, on the weekend. We could have a wrestling match with you versus uh, the maestro. And Chuck's alone, we could have like a, 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 a fatal freeway, and I'd be the special guest referee, and uh, we could have uh, uh, the, uh, the Forsaken as the guest ring uh, bell gal, and uh, we could have um, Ron as the ring announcer. What do you think to entertain the, the, uh, the people on the set? <laughs> 
That'd be something. That'd like be Slobberknocker. I think Forsaken should be wrestling, too. I think I'd like to see her take it to you guys down. That'd be awesome. I'll be the ring girl. Yeah, Paul, <laughs> Paul, Paul, he's sexy. That I'm would be fun to see. I'll give you green you know, M&M's. There you go. If he gets the green M&M's, I want the red ones. Okay. Oh. One thing we, uh, Ron, one thing I do want to, uh, you know, and this is going to be awesome, and I, I, we are going to love to do this with you, but one thing about the Forsaken, though, uh, she is, when it comes uh, – uh, forsaken. Now, don't take this the wrong way, but you are definitely a cosplay goddess. Uh, there ain't nothing that you don't look good in that you dress up in. Uh, let me ask you this, Ron. If you were to uh, want her to dress up in something, what would it be? Uh, not that's not knowing the Forsaken too well, that's a tough question. Um, I think yeah. um, one of my favorite um, uh, female horror cosplays is probably Carrie. So I've seen one young lady do an amazing carry. I think when that cosplay is pulled off, it's just absolutely visceral when people see it. Well, and, I like uh, not, blood, so that's no problem. Yeah, she could be like uh, she could be like the blood girl or something. The blood girl from uh, Aisle Four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have. Uh, we have Strohs you know, you know. as our guest here. We have uh, Ron Rossman, Paul Hurley, Rob Kellum, and Chuck Salone. Now, you guys have, you guys obviously had a lot of fun doing this, and there's going to be a season two. And uh, you guys are going to be on Amazon Prime. Let me ask you guys this. If our fans wanted to check that out on Amazon Prime, do they uh, – uh, do they just uh, type in uh, Stroh Citizen Cinema and all the episodes are there, or do they have to yeah. uh, do they have to type up a few different things? No, just type in Stroh's Sinister Cinema, uh, and make sure you spell it correctly. It's S I N I S E R S I N E M A, and all three episodes are on there. Like I said, the fourth episode will be going up um, next month. It's it's Gamera, uh, uh, Gamera. I think I said right, Gamera. Um, Chuck and Rob managed to butcher the name multiple times, which is part of the comedy. But I think it's Gamera, King of Monsters. And we actually um, have a really cool uh, character that's uh, an abnormal adolescent semi-coordinated tortoise. And um, Faisal, who did the the, uh, soundtrack for uh, How to Train Your Dragon, the series, he actually did the theme song for that character. So we're really proud of that, and it's, it's hilarious. If, if you grew up with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, you're going to get a kick out of, of Clarence Adams being that character. He's Alfredo. So it, it's amazing. Oh, he's hilarious. Chuck and Clarence were amazing. Yeah. The, the, the chemistry between the three of them during that episode was absolutely – got to tell you, Scott, we, we, had, we were good at getting takes, but we had more takes ruined by everybody laughing at what Rob and Chuck and everyone was doing – uh, because we, we were prepared for it. They had an outline. Here's what you do. And they made up all the dialogue. And literally there were points where we ruined takes because we just couldn't stop laughing at what they were doing on camera. So it was a lot well, of then I'll, Absolutely. Then I'll tell you what then. Imagine what will happen when the icon walks onto that set. I'm sure it will be amazing. Legendary. Do you, do, you, do you have 700 feet of film? 
Uh, we do it digital now, so we're good. We're good. Okay. All right. I don't have uh, the ice cream that takes to do an episode. You know, one of the um, one of my heroes. Uh, not only is it Sven Gulli, but uh, and of course, uh, when I was how how old was I? I believe I was seven years old when I met uh, Elvira at a uh, I I can't remember what event it was at, but I I, I was like completely mesmerized by her. And uh, she, um, well, she wasn't very nice to me. Uh, but now, as an adult, I understand why. Because when you're seven years old, you do not ask a horror film goddess out on a date when you're seven years old. I, I, I realize that now. But, uh, you know, when, uh, in, Fargo, North, in Fargo, North Dakota here, we, uh, you know, a lot of towns are, are, have horror film uh, movie guys like ours was Mad Frank. Uh, do you remember Mad Frank Nightmare? Uh, rings a bell, but not too related. Well, anyway, uh, he used to uh, he used to be on uh, um, Channel 15. Oh, okay. Uh, on Friday nights and then Saturday mornings, and one of the uh, they they used to do all this crazy wacky stuff. Uh, like kind of like what you guys do, you know. They used to have like these these bad bad one-liners that uh, I'm from, uh, I'm famous for. But uh, you know, I think that one thing that's really cool about Astro Sinister Cinema is you know you guys can uh, come on set, do your project, and you still have fun. It doesn't always have to be serious all the time. You, uh, Ron, you make it a, a fun atmosphere on set, right? I try, but I mean, that's, that, that's the actors. I mean, uh, they're the ones that, that um, bring the energy, uh, flesh out the characters, um, and when they're having a good time, it's contagious. Uh, Chuck is, is absolutely one of my favorites on set because half the stuff, I think Paul agree with me, I think most of the stuff that we've used with Chuck is actually bloopers of Chuck. <laughs> I think that the bloopers from Chuck actually make better footage than when we get the stuff that we want. So uh, Chuck's just naturally funny. He has that gift. And, and you know, they say uh, comedy is uh, dying is easy. Comedy is hard. That's absolutely true, especially in this day and age uh, with cancel culture. So uh, these guys pull some stuff up. And then let me tell you something, Scott, when pop, when we do um, the commentary, we actually watch the film, do a brainstorming session, write down the jokes, and then the guys then record it. And it's tough. Uh, doing riff tracks and Mystery Science Theater 2000, it's tough to come up with jokes, period, that are funny, but also jokes that um, are not going to be offensive, but are still going to be funny, and that play to the film and don't disrespect the film. There's a lot of moving parts. And I think the least fun part is uh, the, uh, that part of it only because um, we don't get to enjoy what we're doing as much, but when it comes to the skit, that's absolutely, it, it's bonkers. It, it's chaos, it's Jumanji. I love it. Um, I try to keep the sets light. I try to be a director that listens to my actors. I try to be a director that shows respect on every set I work on. I've been in management for 30 years. I've always been a servant leader, lead by example. Um, I try to make sure that everyone feels comfortable. They know about their characters. They, they feel free to come to me to discuss what they like and don't like. Um, so, and that's just the kind of director I want to be. And, and, and I think the, the, the cast have reacted that positively. I also have uh, done a real good job of, uh, not to toot my horn, but of putting the right people together. 
I mean, Paul started out as a cop in The Devil's Daughter. I wish he was actually Batman in The Devil's Daughter um, after getting to know him, but uh, Paul's a star. Paul's a star now, and, I, and I'm not blowing smoke. Paul is a star now. Paul is a Bruce Willis. Paul is a Tom Cruise. And uh, he's building that reputation. And so with your writ, we really want to have to spotlight on there. Uh, uh, Amy Code, who plays the final girl, she's a star. Uh, Angel Bradford, who uh, was in Rescue, she's a star. We've got some really talented people that, because the, the, uh, the industry is so competitive, it's hard to get your break out there. So if I can be a stepping stone to that, if the one thing, Scott, that I have in my legacy is that I helped a Paul or an Angel or a Chuck get to where they want to be, and that's the only accomplishment I make, that's a legacy that I'm really happy with. So um, uh, I've been really blessed to have an amazing staff, amazing cast, and they make it fun. They make it enjoyable. Well, you know, one thing, Ron, is, uh, and I know I, this, is, this is about you guys, and I don't want to make it about me, but one thing I would like to add about, uh, add to your legacy, is uh, having one of, me being part of your project, Adding to my IMDb page uh, that I got to work with Ron Rossman. I'm not just saying that because you're on the show here. Uh, you and I have been friends for a long time, and I've been wanting to really work uh, work for you for a long time. And I'm finally going to get that opportunity. And I'm going to bring my friends with me, and uh, that's going to be awesome. Uh, Ron Rossman is our guest here. Uh, yeah, Stroh's Cinema, cinema uh, Stroh's Sinister Cinema. We got about uh, three minutes here. Uh, Ron, real quick here. Uh, if our fan, if our fans want to check out and see you, you got a Facebook, and Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and TikTok. What do you got? Yeah, so we have a lot. We've got Facebook, the Your Own Hero Productions, which is our production company. Uh, we have Instagram um, at the Your Own Hero Productions LC. We have TikTok at the Your Own Hero Productions, and we have uh, Instagram. Uh, uh, Twitter, which is at uh, the initials B-Y-O-H-P official. Um, so we've got all those covered. Uh, we're still building a Rumble channel. Uh, YouTube will be on Hero Productions on YouTube. We've got the full-length feature film uh, Devil's Daughter, which is a fan film, which is on there right now. It's a horror take on Harley Quinn. Um, and uh, we've got um, some trailers on there as well. Strosis or Cinema is available on Amazon Prime Video. Uh, so check that out. And uh, just to give a plug to my fellow um, fellow cohort, uh, anything Cryptid Pictures, check it out. Uh, Paul's production company uh, is putting out some amazing stuff. Wendigo's in the top 60 um, in horror, I think, on Tubi. Um, they've got some really great projects coming out, and uh, I'm really excited for Paul. His, his career has really taken off. So uh, it's nice to be connected with that. Well, let me ask you this, uh, uh, Paul, Rob, and uh, Chuck, uh, can we, uh, and I'll, I'll, uh, I'll look at the schedule here for uh, 2024, but can we get you guys all back on again uh, when uh, Season 2 premieres and when uh, Season 1 wraps up? Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Amen. All right. I love you guys. Uh, unfortunately, uh, they're, uh, they're giving us the eye hook uh, uh, sign, so uh, Forsaken, stick around one second. I want to thank you, gentlemen, all for being with us. You have been so wonderful, and we are definitely going to uh, get you scheduled on again, and this is going to be awesome. I cannot wait to work with all you guys and meet all you guys. Thank you. Same here, and thank you. Great meeting you, Forsaken, as well. Great meeting you guys, too. All right. Love thank you, guys. You. Take care. You, too. Yep. All right.
Hi, All right, so uh, that hey, that was a fun show, huh? Nightmare. What do you what do you think of uh, my gal here, uh, uh, the Forsaken? She is definitely uh, a character. So it's been it's been a fun night. Uh, now yeah. uh, now let me ask you this, Forsaken. I know that you're busy with your modeling career, and uh, you know you're making more money than the rest of us. The rest of us are uh, are living off of uh, breadsticks and uh, peanut butter. But uh, would you be willing to join us again at some point? Yeah, of course, always. And uh, do you think uh, we can uh, get you on set as well? I think that'd be really fun. Um, we shall see what happens with my schedule and everything. For sure, just let me know. All right, real quick here, uh, so we can do this one last time. If our fans want to check you out and see you, uh, you got a Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, or TikTok, tell us all you got. Yeah, everything is all the same. It's just Safira the Forsaken underscore official for my TikTok, my YouTube, my Twitter, my Instagram, and my Facebook. And follow me there. And, and is it possible that a fan, if a fan was uh, wanting to get, uh, do you do autographs? I do. I do post uh, as well. All right. Well, they just have to uh, send you a message? Yes. Awesome. Well, you know, I'll tell you what, we uh, we, are, we got about uh, two minutes here before our um, our um, our theme song hits here. Uh, so, uh, Matthias, uh, Nightmare, are you going to be with us next week? Uh, let things change. All right. And uh, we, have, uh, we have a big Halloween show next week. Uh, unfortunately, uh, um, you know, uh, the Forsaken won't be able to join us because I believe that you have a uh, photo shoot that's uh, paying you over $500,000 next Monday night, I believe, right? Uh, no. All right. I have, well, a photo uh, shoot. I have a photo shoot next week for sure. I got photo shoots all next week because it's almost it's Halloween. There you go, and uh, you'll uh, you'll keep us abreast of what you're doing, and uh, uh, when your yeah. schedule allows it, you you can come back and join us again. All right. Yes, I will. All right. Thank you. Right. Thank, thank you for you having for being, me. We love you. Thank you. Love you too. Thank you. All right. Uh, that was the Forsaken. All right, Nightmare, we got about uh, 36 seconds here. Uh, you know, um, today was a fun show, you know, and uh, uh, one thing I, I do got to uh, break to everybody um, is that, of course, you know, we had the fire pet thing because uh, he was just out of control. You'd have to admit that, right, Matthias? Yeah, I don't know what happened last week, but, you know, easy come, easy go. And, uh, unfortunately, I don't think Granny Hulkster is going to be back with us either. Um, I'm not sure about her situation. I mean, with family going on with her, I'm hoping the best for her. Uh, Ped, I mean, uh, I don't know what happened with him. I don't know what the situation is. But, you know, I guess we, we will just uh, continue on with what we got, and we'll uh, keep pushing like we always do. All right. Well, until uh, next week, uh Join us every Monday night on 89.1 Ken's FM, 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, remember, it's not goodbye. It's just good night. Uh, join us every Monday night here live, and we will see you then. Love each other. Care for each other. We'll be back next week. Take care. Until then.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.